0: Welcome and thank you for downloading Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Here at Movement, we are passionate about God's word and helping each other move closer to God. Thank you for choosing to grow with us today. And now, here's our lead minister, Bobby Wallace. We're not in Kansas anymore. No. Do not. There is no cry All right. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, we are right in the middle of this series called The Quest. We started last week, and uh, it, it's been a, a good one to begin because it's something I think a lot of us really are dealing with right now. The world has a lot of issues, especially financially. Inflation is hitting everybody, and so we're talking about how to be financially healthy in a way that honors God, and that's a, it's a quest. It's a journey that's not always easy to take, but we're brave. We're strong. We're going to do it. We're going to do what God has called us to do. Um, before I jump in, though, I it, I can't hold it any longer um, if you follow us on social media or you have our church app um, downloaded which you should do both of those so if you you know if you haven't done that yet make sure you do that you already know um, the good news that we shared this week but this week this week the gates of hell shook we had three people baptized into Jesus this past week Now, yeah. amen um We've got a little video we're going to show you at the end of the service. Uh, I, I panicked uh, my son, the video guy. Uh, no, at the end of the service, we're going to show you a little video uh, if you weren't able to be there with us. But we had some uh, good crowds of people turn out, some in the very cold, some, you know, it was, it was crazy. But we did it because we want to we love people. We want to see them follow Jesus. And we try to be as biblical as we can. So when people are ready, we try to make it happen as quickly as we can. Um, but here's what it's all about today. We're talking about uh, this quest that we're on. Years ago, in the early 1500s, there was a globe that was made, and it was called the Hunt Lennox Globe. It was from the early 1500s, and it was, it was notable because, you know, it was the earth as they understood it at that time. Uh, you know, the different continents and all that sort of stuff. They didn't have satellite imaging and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty amazing that they could even make one that even slightly resembles, you know, what the world looks like. But here's what was really interesting, is just off the southeast coast of Asia, there was an inscription by the cartographer who made the globe that he put on the bottom or he etched into that globe. It was made out of metal and it was pretty interesting. And here's what it said, I believe it was originally written in Latin, but here's what it said, translated into English. And I'm going to use my best pirate voice. Here be dragons. Dragons. It says that on the globe, here be dragons off in the ocean on the southeast side of Asia. I'm telling you what, that's a little nerve wracking. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, If you look, if you go and you follow science, it's usually not really put out there a lot because people don't want you to see. But there are still some very dinosaur looking things, especially in the deep parts of the ocean right now. So the idea that somebody would see something and say, oh, that's a dragon, that's not too far out of the realm of possibility because every now and then something will float up or get pulled up, and I'm telling you what, you don't want to dip your toes in the water too far deep if you really see some of the stuff that's way down there, because it will give you the heebie-jeebies and the hobby and all that kind of stuff. But they said on this globe, here be dragons. And in a lot of good quest stories, especially medieval-based times ones, uh, there's a lot of talk of dragons, and one in particular is The Hobbit. Some of y'all mentioned that last week when we asked about some ideas about good quest stories, and The Hobbit, you know, features Bilbo Baggins who's the, I guess, the uncle of Frodo, who a lot of us are definitely familiar with if you follow the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and in that story of the Hobbit, he faces off against the dragon called Smog, Smog, and uh, this dragon terrorizes people, and it's been just controlling this whole area, and most importantly, this dragon, like a lot of dragons, is his main goal is to protect his what? His treasure, his gold, his money. He's there. He's got it under this, in this big keep, and he's just always protecting it. He's destroying anybody and everybody that wants to come that way. And we are going to talk about our dragon today, and that dragon is called debt. The, da- the dragon of debt. Uh, a website called debt.org said this, consumer debt in America in 2019 was almost 14 trillion dollars consumer debt not not the national debt consumer debt in 2019 was almost 14 million dollars and that is mind-boggling if you think about it for a second um it's just mind-boggling to think that much money is owed by us consumers and there's four key areas where debt is really running rampant with most of us and it's right here homes cars student loans and credit cards That gets so many of us in in so many different ways at so many different times in our life. And because of this, a lot of Americans, a lot of people like you and I, are literally or figuratively drowning in debt. We struggle to make monthly payments, the monthly minimum payment maybe, even on a credit card, constantly worrying about debt, constantly uh, going through sleepless nights. People even get ulcers because of their worry over their debt. They get irritable, and all guys, people said Some of y'all, y'all either are the brunt of it or you're the one that lays it out on somebody you love. You know, you get irritable because you're worried about money and finances and debt. People allow it to seriously affect their health. They get hypertension, high blood pressure, and it really can actually even take someone's life. It causes relationship problems, just to name a few things. This isn't the all-extensive, all-encompassing list. And last week, if you were here and you were awake and paying attention... We talked about the number one cause of fights in marriage. And what do we say it was? Money. Money fights are what normally... Money is what normally causes a fight in marriage. Well, guess what the number two reason for divorce is? Money. Second only to marital infidelity. Somebody cheating on somebody else. It's the only thing that's second to. Money causes the second most uh, number of divorces in our world. And with this horrible track record you would think we'd all run completely away from debt, right? We know that we don't all run away from it. We, we use it, and sometimes it uses us more often than we care to admit. And that's the thing. It's sneaky, it's seductive, just like the dragon smog in the story of The Hobbit. You know, um, things that are out to get you don't always tell you right out front that they're out to get you, do they? Because it's a whole lot harder on them if they got to chase you around and you're terrified of them But if they can entice you if they can trick you if they can fool you their job of capturing you is a whole lot easier Am I right? And so the the dragon of debt is just the same way And in that story of the hobbit the smog the dragon tries to deceive bilbo with lies and and slithery speech And that dread that uh, dread that dead dragon is the same way Debt will promise us a lot of good things, won't it? It promises happiness. It promises us fulfillment. And here's where it gets really, really interesting. It promises us these things instantaneously, right? Because if you see that thing and you want it, you want to buy it, you want to pay for it. If you don't have the money, you know what? I've got to wait. I don't want to Wait. How many of us get really frustrated at a traffic light that stays red for like ten seconds? What? Just give me the over under on how quickly you honk your horn at a green light if somebody's sitting there. Is it .2 seconds? Or some, some of y'all are really nice and sweet, right? You only you only throw rocks at you know if they've been there two seconds, right? No, we we all want things right here, right now. It's got to be. I mean. hey zip it (laughs) he said hurry up Bobby we've got these phones we've got these phones and I'm old enough I I pretty much grew up with a lot of technology but smartphones you know I was a full-fledged adult you know when smartphones came into being and how many times have I caught myself and don't judge me because I know you've been the same way How many times have you ever caught yourself getting really angry because your text or your email will not shoot like a laser beam through space and into somebody else's phone on the other side of the world in .2 seconds? How many times have you gotten mad? And then, don't even mention the fact if you're in a group text with Android folks, right? (laughs) Oh, it's the worst It is the worst, (laughs) but it's crazy, right? We get so angry. This stuff is flying invisibly through your head and through the air, through sky and space, going through birds as they fly through the air, and text messages are landing in somebody else's phone in the other side of the country, the other side of the world. We want everything right here and right now, and that's why debt is so enticing, because it allows us to do what? Get what we want right now, but there's always a cost this dragon is so so crafty and this happiness and fulfillment that we get when we go into debt for something is it ever as good as you thought it was going to be the thing that you went into debt for is it ever as good does it ever make you quite as happy as you thought you would be you never reach a victorious end of our quest if 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 we allow this dragon of debt to run rampant in our lives so here's a few questions I want us to ask this morning to help us get to know what we're up against and how to defeat it. Question one is this, why is the debt dragon so big? Well, here's one reason. Our culture is built around encouraging debt. You realize that? Think about commercials for a second. If you ever watch commercials or ads on your phone or anything like that, they're constantly throwing something in your face that you, you think, if I don't have this, I'm not a complete person, right? Right? You know, you've got a brand new car and, you know, then all of a sudden there's a newer car. This car will drive for you. You know, this car does all this, you know. I mean, heated seats. Thank you, Jesus, right? That's nice. On a cold morning, but you've always got something that you want more. There's always something that'll make you look better. It'll make you feel better it'll make your life better. It'll make you more desirable. It'll help you enjoy life more. And I'll tell you one thing, you know, if you're watching ads and you're watching the, uh, TV and watching commercials and stuff like that, you might think, well, I don't know if it really has that much of an effect on me, or I don't think they're really playing that many games. The perfect way to see if the advertising agencies and the companies out there are playing games is to think about fast food commercials. When you see, I don't know if they still have commercials for Big Macs or whatever, but when you see like a Big Mac or, you know, a sandwich, you know, even a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Chick-fil-A, you know, right next to God, right? You know, God's holy chicken. But they'll put a picture of the, some of y'all got offended by that. Y'all are like, I'm not laughing at that. Don't you blaspheme Chick-fil-A, I guess. I don't know. But they'll put a Chick-fil-A sandwich or a McDonald's um, Big Mac or, does anybody get a Burger King? A Burger King uh, Whopper. There you go, Whopper. They put it on there, and I mean, it's like thick pieces of meat. You can see the lettuce flowing off, and there's a little bit of like water glistening on that lettuce. You know, it, it dripped off the Fountain of Youth onto that lettuce. And, you know, the cheese is like perfectly like folded, melting down. That bun is just just the right light shade of like golden brown, and the sesame seeds, you know, mm, uh, right, you know. And you go in, and that thing looks like a cow patty. You know, when you go in the store, Even at Chick... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, Even in Chick-fil-A, right? Their sandwiches don't look like they do in the ads. And we get it when we see food commercials. We're like, oh, it's not what it advertised. But when we see a car commercial, or we see that truck commercial, we see that vacation commercial, we're like, oh, but that's going to be all that and a bag of chips, Right? It's going to be better than what I thought it was going to be when I show up and I, and I go into debt for it. You know, we, we, get, we fall for it, but we don't fall for it when it comes to food. We understand that it's a little bit of a fraud, but it's just as much, if not more, of a fraud with these other things that we go into debt for. And so we acknowledge that the product won't match up in real life when it comes to food, but we believe it will when it comes to cars and vacations. You know, and, and things like cars they promise the world and you know and manufacturers they say oh we'll get you down to very low payments but they fail to mention what Edsmonds tells us that over one-third of car owners owe about 5,000 more on their vehicles than they're worth when they go to trade them in now I know it's been a little bit of anomaly in the used car trade this past few months but that's not going to last forever and it's never been that way before Normally, a card depreciates fast, and it's not worth as much as we go into debt for it. And then credit card offers. Credit card offers. They get us. You know, they flood our mailboxes, and they help us afford stuff that we can't really afford. They offer, but it's a really low interest rate, right? And, I, you know, I will pay it off every month, but then times get tight. Something hits, and you miss a payment, and then it adds up, and it adds up, and it adds up, and it adds up. Now, this is simple for them because we lack contentment. Many of us lack contentment. You know, the commercials and the mailers, they work because most of us feel like something is missing in our lives. And then, lo and behold, you know, the ad comes up on our phone or it comes up on our TV. That's what I need. I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. You know, I would look better. I'd feel better. I'd like my family more if we just got to go on a vacation. But we can't afford it, but oh, we can, we can pay it off in just monthly payments. We'll pay for that vacation until Jesus comes back and be like, I got one more payment, <laughs> you know? And we're like, oh man, I, I can do this. But it's never offering or never giving what we thought we needed. It never fulfills or fills the hole. And so I want to help you avoid a little heartache. Nothing outside of you besides God if you're not a Christian if you're a Christian God lives in you but nothing outside of us besides God will fill the hole that you're trying to fill in your life in your mind in your heart there is nothing in this world outside of you that will fulfill you except God not a trip not a car not a house not a flatter stomach all these things, they'll feel good for a moment, but when you're still paying for your vacation six months after you're home and you can't remember it, your discontentment will be worse. Anybody ever experienced that? You go and you go on this amazing vacation. You might have gone into debt for it, and then you're looking at pictures, and then you look at your crappy house. You look at your husband, your wife, your kids. Don't you do better in school? You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I'm meddling now. Y'all getting offended again. I'm sorry. Y'all never think that. But then you, you don't appreciate what you've got because you miss being where you were. And so you're still not satisfied. And you're actually a little more dissatisfied. You're a little more discontent. And it's a deadly, dangerous thing. And so when we don't look inward for God to find contentment, here's the other lie that we believe. We believe the stuff that we go in debt for will leave stress. You know, it's going to relieve my stress. The stuff we go in for debt, uh, in debt for becomes like a drug. You know, you know, a lot of us say, well, I I wouldn't do hardcore drugs, but we treat other things like a drug. Often we're attempting to cover pain and stress with the stuff that we buy, but the stuff we go into debt for, we'll use clothes buying clothes to to make us feel better you know if you're into golf it might be golf equipment you know it might be technology for you it might be boats it might be purses it might be outdoor equipment it might be whatever it is we use it to to numb our pain and numb our stress and we say oh this is going to be it this is going to be the thing it'll help us relax but instead the debt that we incur what does it do it actually causes more what stress And if any of these reasons fit us, you got to understand that you're feeding the dragon that one day will turn around and eat you. The second question is this, is the debt dragon evil? Is it evil? So you may be thinking, so if I have debt, does that mean that I'm this horrible person that, you know, or even more scary that I'm a bad Christian? So if I'm a Christian, is debt a sin and I'm just continuing to sin? Is it this terrible thing? But I believe that it's not quite that cut and dried. I believe debt, just like money, is not inherently evil. A lot of people misquote the Bible and they say that money is the root of all evil. You ever heard anybody say that? But that's not what the scripture says. That's not what Jesus says. He says the love of Money is the root of all evil. Money in itself is not evil, just like I don't think debt is quite evil, and and here's a couple of reasons why. You see in Scripture, in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 6, it says this, For the Lord your God will bless you as he promised you, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow... And you shall uh, rule over many nations, but they shall not rule over you. So what God was telling the, the Jews in the Old Testament was they were going to loan to people and that they would borrow from them, but they wouldn't need to borrow from other people. And so I don't believe God was going to tell his people to do something that's going to intentionally lead people into sin. And so there's a, one instance that kind of points in that direction and it stands to reason as jesus goes on in matthew chapter 5 verse 42 jesus said give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you and so jesus tells us we may loan to people and and they're going to need it to borrow from us at times you know it doesn't seem that the bible teaches that debt in itself is evil but everybody listen it absolutely teaches that it's dangerous It absolutely teaches that it's dangerous. And we need to realize that. And Proverbs 22, verse 7 says this just as the rich rule over the poor, so the borrower is servant to the one, excuse me, to the lender. And then Proverbs 22, verse 26 and 27 says this don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. If you can't pay it, even your bed will be snatched from under you it's saying that debt is absolutely dangerous in 2019 court records show that 752,160 people filed for non-business related bankruptcy so this wasn't businesses that were filing for bankruptcy this was just normal citizens filing for bankruptcy 752,160 more And then 493,066 properties went into foreclosure in 2019 alone. Now, I want to to remind you, you know, the economy is not all that great right now necessarily. But 2019, what's significant about that date? It was pre-pandemic. The economy was really taking off. And so those numbers were actually kind of low for what they oftentimes are historically and maybe even right now. And so the, the, the risk of losing your home when you get caught up in debt, the risk of losing your livelihood is a very real thing if debt becomes too powerful. And in the book that Darren uh, Key wrote that we're basing this whole series off of, and I'm very thankful for, he points out this idea. Just because something is evil doesn't mean that it's not dangerous if it's handled improperly. You know, there's a lot of things that can fall in that category. They're not evil, but they can be dangerous if they're not handled properly. Uh, you know, guns come to mind, sex comes to mind, medication comes to mind, cars come to mind, and ladders. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, y'all might agree or disagree with some of that list, but ladders is, should be on the list. Do you know that ladders kill 300 people a year? They're sneaky. They are sneaky. You walking by and they go, ha, no, they don't do that. You know, people fall off a ladder, I'm assuming. And it gets even worse. They send over 160,000 people a year to the hospital. 300 people killed, 160,000 people in the hospital. So just because something is not evil doesn't mean that it's not dangerous if it's not handled properly. We've got to have wisdom, especially with things like debt, especially debt. So is that possible? Is it possible to use it as a tool? Well, here's question three. Can the debt dragon actually ever help us? Can it actually ever help us? It's always to av- best to avoid debt if you can. I, I just got to go out on a limb and say that. It's best to avoid debt if you can. But if the debt passes a few simple tests... There's some uh, debts that can be helpful. Here's test number one. If you're a note taker, this is a good time to take notes. Test number one. Is the item going to go up in value or help produce income? Is it going to go up in value or is it going to produce income? houses normally go up in value most of the time not always but most of the time and so they can be a a thing cars do not normally like i said i know this past year has been a little bit of an anomaly but i don't think we can you can't make cars your investment you will go broke pretty quick i think if you do that um and just in case you're wondering boats going the same thing everybody knows does, does everybody know that a boat is what it's a hole in the water that you throw money in. That's right. It's a hole in the water that you throw money in. So boats also don't help. They don't usually go up in value. They don't help. They're fun. You know, all these things are good. They're fun, but they're not going to be an investment. Um, Just a rule of thumb, your car payment, if you choose to have one, should never be more than your mortgage or rent. (laughs) Or you might be living in your car. I mean, it's a very real thing. You've got to make sure you choose wisely if you decide to go that route and get a car payment. Uh, Test number two. Is the item worth much more than your debt? Now, this one's a little weird, but it's possible that you could go into debt for something to, and pay more for it right off the bat, that, um, for more than it's even worth. And some people, this happens a lot of times when somebody's trying to anticipate what something's going to be worth. And so they say, I'm going to go into debt to get this because I think down the road it's going to be worth a whole lot more money. That's not a great risk to take. And maybe they're lied to or something like that. So make sure that you're not loaning or borrowing more than it's worth. And then test number three is the debt you're taking on manageable on your current budget? See that word in bold? Current budget. I have been the king. I I don't stand up here and tell you I've got it all together, I'm working on this too. But I've been the king of saying, oh, I want this thing, or we need to get a new car, or something like that. I, you know, Maybe I'm thinking about getting a car that's you know, a little bit more than I can probably handle. And so I say, okay, well, we'll, get some, we'll do some side gigs, and you know, we'll cut back here. Does it ever work out that way? The side gig hardly ever pays off as much, even if you've got time to do it. You don't cut expenses, because I guarantee you, as soon as you cut somewhere else, something else is going to creep up and jump on you, right? And it, you're just make sure if you're going to take on a debt, it fits your current budget and you don't need any extra money to help cover this debt. And so those are three tests. It needs to really pass all three to make sure if you're going to go into this. And so just a few things that normally pass this debt test are houses, student loans. Now, this is interesting. This is something I got from uh, Darren in the book. He said a good rule of thumb for a student loan is the loan should not exceed what you expect to earn in the first year after graduation. That's that's tough, especially with today's costs of higher education. But consider it. Don't get mad. I'm just relaying the message. I didn't come. This isn't Bible, and this isn't from me. Don't get mad at Bobby. Just take that, store that away, and think about it. You should be able to repay, well, not repay it, but you should make more in that first year if you are going to take on that debt. That's a good rule of thumb. Bobby did not say that y'all remember that don't be mad at Bobby I'm just sharing and then business and investments sometimes it's okay to do that if you want to go into real estate uh, and buy some real estate or maybe start a business you just need to make sure you've got enough cash reserves and that that business will actually earn some money and so you want to do that so those are three things question four all right y'all still with me Here's the one that's really important to make sure we wrap it all together. How do I tame the debt dragon? Y'all gonna think I'm a genius. Get ready, buckle up, everybody. Stop feeding the dragon. That's deep, right? That's profound. But how many of us continue to feed the dragon over and over and over again? Man, I'm so in debt. Ooh, I'm gonna buy that, you know? <laughs> You know, I, yeah, 130,000 easy payments. I'm Sign me up, you know. We keep on feeding the debt monster, the debt dragon. Stop feeding it. Most of us don't plan to go into debt regularly, do we? Mostly, I think most of us try, at least try to live within our means. And we, you know, but unfortunately for a lot of times, tough situations come up really regularly, don't they? You know, tough situations come up and things we didn't plan for and maybe a moment of weakness comes up and we just get enticed into buying something. But here's the thing. We've got to work where it depends on us and become more consistent in our choices. You know, it's the same with exercise. It's the same with really anything in our lives. Most of us don't get really out of shape because we eat horrible all the time. A lot of us are like, well, I try to eat healthy here and there, and I, you know, I try to eat healthy most of the time. And then you know, Super Bowl comes along, and you eat three dozen donuts. It was one at a time. It was one at a time. You weren't just you weren't doing that. But um, something happens and we fall in. Same thing happens with our finances. A lot of us, I think, try to live wisely, but then a moment of weakness comes. And so we've got to try to learn to be more consistent in the way that we spend our money, the way we invest our money, how we save our money. We just learn to be more consistent. So stop stop feeding it. The next idea is this, attack the debt that you do have. Attack the debt that you do have. There, There are two ways you can do this. You can attack the highest interest rate debt that you have and try to pay it off fast because that interest is just accruing. But there's one way that's very become very popular. I believe it's a very good one. Um, it's, it's attributed to Dave Ramsey. It's called the debt snowball the debt snowball is a really good thing you take your debts you number them from the smallest debt up to the highest debt and then you start paying off that lowest debt once you get that lowest debt paid off you take what you paid per month say you paid fifty dollars a month on debt once it's paid off you take that fifty dollars and then apply it to the next debt payment so say you paid a hundred on the next one then now you're paying 150 and so boom you're making progress and that snowball is doing what and it's going downhill, and it's gaining steam, and you can quickly pay off a lot of debt. I know people that have paid off literally $120,000 to $150,000 in just a couple of years by doing the debt snowball. You know, it's, it's possible if you get to work and you start paying that snowball down. So attack the debt that you have. And then here's one more thing. Get rid of anything you can to pay it off. Get rid of anything you can to pay it off. Start getting rid of enough stuff that the kids will start to act better at home because they're worried they might be next. <laughs> I'm just saying, get, get crazy about it. You know, Anything that you don't have to have, you sell it, get rid of it, pay off some debt, and you know, everybody can pitch in. You know, It's a really good thing to do. You know, and the, here's the thing, we've got tons of technology that allows us to sell stuff really, really easily nowadays, and so there's a lot of good opportunities to do that. I want to sort of wind things down with this. And some of you may be thinking, why are we talking about this? Because I do believe that it is a spiritual problem. We've already talked about the fact that it leads to second leading cause of divorce in our country. We we, we talked about it leads to stress and hypertension and all sorts of things and relationship problems. It's a spiritual problem that we want to handle. And I want to leave you kind of with some thoughts from a story from 2 Kings chapter 4. I love the story of Elisha the prophet. And he comes and he sees this widow and she's got two sons and she's widowed and she's about to lose her house and she comes to Elisha and she's begging for help. And he says, what do you have in your house? And she says, I've just got this little flask, this little jar of olive oil. And he says, okay go and gather as many vessels, as many jars as you can from all your neighbors. Go and ask anybody and everybody, give me your jars, give me your jars, any jars you've got. And so she sends out her boys, they go asking for jars, they bring back all these jars. And he said, okay, start pouring the oil into the jars. And she's probably looking at it, she's probably thinking, this guy is absolutely insane. I've got one little flask of olive oil, we're about to starve to death, we're about to lose our house, and he wants me to just pour this little bit of olive oil into this jar, and now I've got all these jars around the house. She starts pouring the oil. You know what happens? The oil keeps flowing. She fills up one jar. She fills up two. She fills up three. She fills up four. She keeps filling up jars until she runs out of jars. And the moment she runs out of jars, guess what? The oil stops flowing. And that might seem like a strange, weird, even silly story, but it's such a powerful story that you and I need to hear is that God shows up when we trust him enough to do what he says, even if it's crazy. This world will tell you that things like debt are so smart and you need to use it and it, you know it's, it's this powerful tool for you but it can become a dragon, a monster that can destroy you. And listen to what God says. If you have to use it, use it wisely but try to avoid it because we want to trust God to provide for us. And there's two lessons that you can learn from that story of Elisha and that widow. And I want you to hear this. If you don't hear anything else today, I want you to hear this. There's always hope with God. You hear that? There's always hope with God. You might have come in here today and you're not thinking about dollars and cents, money debt. You might have come in here thinking that You've got a debt on you that there's no way you can repay. And the truth is, you're right. We all have a debt of sin on our lives and our heart that we cannot pay. But Jesus can and Jesus did. So there's always hope, even if it seems hopeless with God. And the second thing is this, God seems to show up in big ways when we are doing the most we can. I'm not saying that we're, I'm not talking about being saved by works or anything like that, but what I'm saying is, is God says, I want you to live and act on faith. And when you do, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up big. He wants us to trust him enough to get out of the boat, to go door to door and ask for jars. If he says, go and ask for jars. He wants us to trust him because when we decide we're going to get all in he comes all in and man his all in is all in and it is big time and it is overflowing and he will show up and he will show out and he will show off and when we trust him enough there's always hope and he always shows up on time and so i want you to have this idea this truth are you ready Are you ready to see God show up in your life and start defeating the dragon of debt? I want to sort of leave you with this quick story of myself and my family. Like a lot of families, we had really incurred a lot of debt. A lot of our debt was medical bills. You know, we tried not to be too crazy in our spending, but sometimes, you know, we made dumb decisions. And we came along uh, some friends who introduced us to this course called Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey, which now is very popular. And they said you should do this course with us. And we said, okay, we'll give it a shot because we were, you know, really tired of not having any money at the end of the month and just like praying over two pennies. Oh Lord, you know, <laughs> multiply these things. Yeah. And we went through this course, and we ended up in a little over a year paying off all the debt that we had except for you know a mortgage we paid off all the debt we had and i kid you not it was probably within two or three months that god then dropped the opportunity to move to nightdale to plant movement into our laps and you might think who cares what's the significance of that but looking back Five years since the church started, almost, almost seven years since we moved up here, looking back, there's no way we would have survived if we had debt hanging over us and crippling us financially, because this has been the best thing I've ever been a part of, but it has been the most difficult thing I've ever been a part of. And the stress of that money stuff and all those financial things would have crushed us and it would have destroyed us. And so I just thank God every day that I met those friends that steered me on to that program that helped me get out of debt because it didn't just pay off uh, dividends for our family financially, it paid off spiritually spiritually. And that there is a church full of amazing people and three more this week that know Jesus. This community is getting to see the love of Jesus through all of you because we got out of debt, because we followed some godly principles. And so I say all that not to make me look good, but I was just a dummy that got myself in a hole, but God showed up and helped me get out of the hole. And when you do that, when you trust Him, He will show up in ways that you never, ever imagined. And you will not know the great spiritual battles that God's going to win through you and in you if you trust Him in this area of your life too. So are you ready to see God show up in your life? Are you ready to start defeating the dragon of debt? As the We get ready to go into our time of communion. I want you to think about this. Debt can destroy us. And there's a debt that was paid for us that we could never pay through Jesus. Let's defeat them both through the power of God and see what He's going to do for His glory through His kingdom. For listening to Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Want to learn more about us? You can do that by visiting our website at movementchristianchurch.com or on our app available on iOS and Android devices under Movement NC.